0: Hey there, Grow Getters. My name is Carolee Moore. And I'm Melanie Rice, and you are listening to the Be More Mindful podcast. Now, are you an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur? Then you are in the right place because here we help you shift your mindset so you can transform your business. And today we're going to be talking about mindset and networking. That's right. So this topic is is crucial. If you're a new
1: entrepreneur, if you're even thinking about taking the leap into full-time entrepreneurship... You need to understand how to network well. And there is a strategy. There's almost a science to it. But the bigger part of this is intentionality. And we'll go into that. But we do have the perfect person to kind of guide us in, uh, in this conversation. Every and, time. Yeah. And we're excited <laughs> about it. You guys are probably like, yep, here we go. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Look, I'll, so let me read credentials first and y'all will understand just a little bit and then I'll dive into the actual fun part. We have with us in studio, Casey Haston. She's the director of recruiting and coaching with VIP, podcast host of We Are VIP, CEO of Success North Dallas, which if you don't know what that is, you're about to learn. She's an author, a coach, even designed her own journal, y'all. And she's referred to, literally, this wasn't me making it up, the networking ninja. (laughs) Please welcome Miss Casey Haston. Thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. We are so excited to have you. And fun fact, y'all, I met Casey networking.
2: You you actually legitimized networking. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really you want to tell the
0: story? Okay, yeah. This this is a really fun fact. So, at the time who I was working with had there was someone I was working with who was reaching out to Casey on LinkedIn, right? And I know we all use it. Listen, I'm I'm all about using social media. And we often think, especially LinkedIn is networking. However, when I when I met her, she's like, "Hey, I know that company." She's like I'm familiar with this. She's like, this guy's been spamming me on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You know, he's he's just remote. And no, we work together. And she's like, oh, well, now that I've met you, then I know it's not spam and I can respond. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. What if I had... And this was a random
2: luncheon that we met at. Absolute random luncheon, one that I don't normally get to attend. <laughs> My first time attending. It's, it's so <laughs> crazy. But, you know, it's such a small world. And I tell people that all the time. And that's why you want to... Lesson number one in networking, be nice to everyone.
0: Oh, my gosh. Because you never
2: know when they're going to show back up in your life.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I want to dive into that, but I know I really think um, Carolee has the best first question, really. Because I do want to define I do want to talk about what networking is. So
1: the question is defining what a network is. So before we jump into networking, mm. what is your network? So I think this is where a lot of people
2: get it wrong is mm-hmm. because they think the network is something they need when they need it. Mm. Oh. And that's not what a network is. Come on now. A oh. network is a group of individuals that you've collected, that you've established relationships with, and that you are giving value first to this group. And mm. that way, when your time comes, you've already built up that know, like, and trust and when your time comes, when you do have a need, of course they're going to help you. But if you go into networking because you have a need
0: mm. and solely
1: because you have a need,
2: you're not—that's not the correct way to oh, do it. That's
0: it. it.
1: Oh. I'm pretty sure we just kind of shook the table, as the saying says, <laughs> yeah. with that answer. Um,
0: go we, ahead. Well, you look like you have. I know. I was say. not expecting to. Like, okay, my mind just exploded, y'all. That's what they're referring to. I, <laughs> I <laughs> wish we had
1: that on recording.
0: Like video
1: recording. (laughs) I know her eyes were
0: like (laughs) (laughs) saucers. Well, because I'm thinking, uh, I'm remembering my early years as an entrepreneur. I had so many needs. I was in true infancy Mm -hmm. stage. I was a true newborn entrepreneur when I dove in. I knew nothing. I didn't even know where to start. I Mm -hmm. just thought all I know is I need people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, okay, and I I have no doubt everyone feels that way. They're like, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know where Mm -hmm. to go. Help help help. How do you blend that? I need help with the mm. the giving like the taking that often happens in networking.
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. And you know, and I deal I'm, my day job is I'm a recruiter, and so I deal with people all the time that may have just lost their jobs or, you know, or looking to, you know, transition into a completely different career or something like that. And the first thing I ask them is if they have if they've been networking Mm-hmm. Do you have a network? Because 80% of our jobs are found through network.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay? And so and most of the time I get the answer no. Mm-hmm. And my recommendation to them is to go. Go to these networking events. Don't go in there and the first thing you say is, hey, I need a job. Can you help me? Or, hey, I need this resource. Can you help me? That's not the way you do it. You go in. You survey the situation, whatever networking event you're at. Now, there's some, there's going to be some cases where – Like, if it's specifically for the unemployed, yes, you can ask for the job. That's what they expect you to do because your time there is limited. Mm. But if it's an organization like the one I belong to, Success North Dallas, I don't call it a networking organization. Mm. I call it a premier relationship-building organization. Mm. Do we network? Absolutely. But we network for the right reasons. And so if you come in wanting to sell your coaching class or just your products or just pick up clients, you're going to self-select out because that's not what we're there for. Mm -hmm. So if you do need a job, come in, make friends, volunteer. Mm -hmm. Give value first. That's my number one internal rule.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's a golden rule in life, period. Mm -hmm. The folks who are looking to serve will always be taken care of. And that is one of the things I'm grateful for for my father and just kind of watching him in osmosis—it's not even something he had to really tell us. It's just watching how he was with people. And sometimes I got upset because I felt like he was getting taken advantage of. But I also—I also saw when we were in need, the rallying that happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Always, we'd just have like an extra computer. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Someone drops it off. You know, he just made friends wherever. I'm sure he wouldn't have saw it as network. Oh, this is my network. Yeah. But that's really what it was. If we needed anything, we needed my car fixed, he knew a guy yep. that could give us a deal. Why? Because he built that relationship, and that's the only guy that we use in our entire family. Like, wow. so, of course, we're going to get taken care of. We're going to, you know, you get pushed to the front of the line. We're going to—and that's a part of serving first because you're showing people, like, hey, I care about you, and I want you to win. And a lot of times when folks feel that way, they're like, you know what? Like, top of mind. Yeah, there is a great
2: book out there. And I, I want to say that probably 99% of the time, this is how I live my life. So have y'all read the book, The Go-Giver?
0: Mm-mm.
2: I've heard of it. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah.
1: Um. I've never read it. Oh,
0: okay. It is now that's such a good book.
2: <laughs> and it talks about the five laws of stratospheric success. And they're all about... That go-giver mentality that – but the what the the last rule is the one that got me the most because I am a giver by nature. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give, give, give. I remember having lunch with someone that I was networking with one time, and I'm just like, okay, this person, this person, this person. I'm going to connect you here. You can do this. And he looked at me. He goes, you just met me. <laughs> why? Why are you helping me so much? And I'm like, why not? That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I help people. You know, that's what I do. But the go-giver, the last rule is called the law of receptivity. Yep. And that was the one I struggled with the most because I want to be the one giving. But you've got to allow others to pour back into yep. you, too, because they need to give. Yes. I belong to another networking organization. It's completely virtual and it's worldwide. <clears throat> it's called the Networking Hub. Okay. And it was founded on the philosophy of the go-giver. Hmm. And I and was actually one of the OGs um, <laughs> and helped create the group. It's been going on for a couple of years now. It was Spawned out of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but anyway, um, one of the mandates, because this was a bunch of high-level entrepreneurs, was you had to come with an ask. Mm. Oh. And let me share with you what came out of that group, okay? So you mentioned my journal. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just starting the journal when this group started. And every time I would come to that meeting, it was once a month, and I would ask for something. So like a, different stages of the journal. But the most obvious one was I needed a printer Mm. and I needed some help publishing. Pardon Mm. me. Allergies. Welcome to Texas. And so anyway, I will tell you almost every single resource I needed to get that book published came through that organization Mm -hmm. because I asked. But I didn't get to ask until I established that I had credibility with the group. Mm. And you had credibility just by being invited.
1: Mm -hmm. Talk about that. Credibility credibility so we, we is talked about everything that off mic so
2: yeah um you know credibility reputation however you want to frame that is huge because if you do not protect your reputa- rep- reputation if you don't show up authentic all the time it, it's going to turn on you i mean i hear these stories every single day mm-hmm. and you know we've got an episode going on right now in the community and i won't go into too many details but one person did something That was not it may have been his authentic self, but not the one we wanted to see, you know, Um, a little too authentic, a little too authentic, (laughs) a little too sharing. And but it's rippled through the community because of the network, Mm. because, like I said, it's relationship building. We know like, and trust each other. This was a new person Mm. that made a misstep. Mm. And it really has kind of. It's going to be difficult to come back from that.
0: Okay, but that's a vulnerable spot to ask people. And I'm, I'm especially thinking about our, our audience, right? Mm. Of You're already in a vulnerable position. I think a lot of people, when they start out, they don't have support. And so when people say, oh, go out and find a network, they're trying to make friends. And they're probably adults, and Lord knows what their journey has been, but it's hard to make friends as an adult. Hands down, I don't care who you are. That can be hard. And then if you walk into a room of strangers, you have a need, but you can't say you have a need and you're trying to be authentic, but you don't know what your authentic self is because you're trying to figure so many things out, you know, and maybe you make missteps and you don't mean to. You don't even know what you're doing wrong. And I feel like a lot of rooms, I'm pretty good at navigating. I had the gift of a sales background, so I knew how to navigate relationships before I was an entrepreneur. But I recognize a lot of people with passion and talent don't have that skill at all. How how would you help Mm. them ready their minds to walk into a room, be vulnerable, be authentic and give when maybe they don't feel they have value? You know, and again, I go back to the volunteering, you know,
2: step in. But, 2 you're going to have to go to several networking groups before you find the one that fits, that Mm -hmm. aligns with your values. Okay. And I think, two, if you don't know who you are authentically, it's time to do some inner work. It's time to figure that out. You know, start with um, – I have a list of internal rules. I mentioned my first one, Give Value First. And I – all the decisions I make every single day are based off my internal rules. If something doesn't align with those rules, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I also know my core values. Mm-hmm. And I think – and there's so many assessments out there that are free where, that will help you drill down yeah. on your core values. And they mm-hmm. may change. That's why you want to do this periodically. Mm-hmm. But knowing your core values and your inner internal rules – We're going to help you when you step into that room, know who you are and own who you are.
1: Yeah. I think another piece of that, too, which I love that you're starting with an internal part, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times people try to get skilled up. and It's like before we get the skills part, let's get here. Let's get your internal. Let's get you and your mindset right as well. I think the biggest thing for me talking about when you first started was going in as a student. Mm. And I I still enter most of my one on ones, face to faces, whatever you want to call them, with that mindset.
0: Mm.
1: I want to learn. It's not necessarily about your business. Great, obviously we, we get there. Great. I want to learn about you. I want to learn how you got there. I want to learn your story. And a lot of times through that story, I learn so much. I learn how you think. I'm already because I'm a salesperson. Right. I'm prospecting as I'm learning about you as a person and how you run your business and how you run your life. And all, it all kind of. And through that as well, we start seeing things that we have in common. So even as you're coming in as a totally new person, you feel like you don't have anything to offer. Right. What if this person starts talking about something that you're like, hey, I know a little bit about that. Like I could add, you know, I can add some whatever to that. And I that's kind of how it started for me was going in as a student and asking a lot more questions than I had things to offer. And I knew that I needed to build how many people I knew Mm -hmm. because that was my way of, oh, I can connect you to this person. I can connect you to that person. That started probably like month three of being here because I was out meeting people every day. Mm -hmm. And by month three, I had a big enough network to say, oh, you need a carpet. Oh, I know that person. Oh, you need a You need a printer? Oh, I know three. Like, I can send you their information right now. And that has helped because when someone has a problem, when they need whatever, I'm one of those resources. And it started by me just asking questions. And I love how you said that because
2: the first thing you did, and this is something that would be really great for people that are just starting to network, don't talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Go in and ask the other person about themselves. Mm-hmm. Let them share because that they're going to teach you so much about that organization. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, when people come to Success North Dallas for the first time, how did, what was your experience like the first time you came?
0: I actually really appreciated that group because I like people who are organized. And it's an intimidating room mm-hmm. because it's, um, it's large. It's one of the larger events I've ever been to. And when I walked in, I was early. But there was a whole healthy group of people who were early. So I'm walking into a room where people are already in pockets. And I was immediately greeted with friendly, with a friendly face. They already had my stuff ready. They're like, yep, we know where you're at. And they kind of gave me the lay of the land. <laughs> and so that was really helpful. I, you know, it helped that there were some heavy nerves that morning. I'm not going to lie. That was one of my more like, wow, I'm a little nervous. What, how do I make the you know, most of my time here? And, and what am I here for? Because I like to ask that question Mm. so I can Mm. allow things in. And um, ultimately I found everyone was just as friendly. And, you know, there was a good flow to the room and I was able to meet people. And you guys had a really exceptional speaker that day. And that was really – by the time we all sat down at tables for the speaker, I had made a friend and I got to sit with that friend. (laughs) (laughs) It was phenomenal. Good, because that's exactly
2: what we want that experience to look like. We want you – to feel like you're part of the family the moment you walk through that door whether it's your first or hundredth time mm-hmm. yeah and so I'm glad to hear that we're accomplishing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm curious like I'd, I'd like for our audience to know because we're talking I mean obviously people can hear it you've been networking a long time and you're really great at it but that's not an accident and I'm guessing you mm-hmm. didn't start out with a huge network so I'm curious to, to if you can go oh, back yeah. in time and share your networking origin story. Yeah and thank you for
2: asking that because it's a it's a really it's really kind of what set me on my path today.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I've been in recruiting for about a decade, but the first probably four years, I didn't really, I, I, w- I would talk to my clients and I would, you know, kind of network out, but it was so small. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a bigger networking platform like what I have today. And um, I was approached by a member of Jeff Curley's studio <laughs> Real News PR, which is an amazing uh, podcast studio here in the Dallas area. And she at that time I was leading a team and she was like, hey, I'm running the speakers. Can I send them to you so they can get some practice? Um, And so and they can do lunch and learns for your team for free. And I'm like, oh, heck, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we like free. (laughs) And I met some amazing. I and I did not know this at the time. She sent me one of the top three salesmen in the world to come train my team. And he is my mentor to this day. Uh, And he's just amazing. But through that, it just kind of got a little bit bigger, got a little bit bigger. I ended up being able to participate on some projects um, at Real News PR. I got to sit on a panel with Michael Gerber, the author of The E-Myth. Yeah. 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 Um, That was interesting. We'll (laughs) talk about that offline. French Um,
0: benefits.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it was amazing to be able to sit next to, you know, the small entrepreneur genius for three decades, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But so it kind of started there, and then one day, Suzanne McCafferty, that's the girl I was working with at the time, she goes, there's this organization, they're having an anniversary party tonight, and you've got to get there, and when you get there, you've got to meet Bill Wallace. Now, Bill Wallace is the founder of Success North Dallas. He founded it in 1988. Wow. And let me tell you, when I walked up and I met Bill Wallace, I mean, he is just like, he's just got this orbit around him that just sucks everybody in because he's just so amazing. You want to talk about the ultimate networker? That mm-hmm. would be Bill Wallace. And he sucked me in. He says, now, why should I know Casey? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what he asks everybody. Mm-hmm. Why should I know you? Who are you? And we talked. He invited me to Success North Dallas. I went that next month. And the rest is kind of history because that is what blew up my network.
1: network, And now,
2: you know, and I've I've gone off into other networking. I've, you know, but through that, through that very moment right there, Mm. created this legacy to where, you know, almost five years later, Bill's decided to retire. And he's been running it for 34 years. And he says, you, I want you to take over. So that's what networking can get you.
1: Yeah, well,
0: networking can also get you a business partner, right, Mel? (laughs) (laughs) I I forget about that. (laughs) Yes, we did talk about that before. And I don't know if we've really talked about it on the show, but the fun fact for Carolee and I is that we met, this whole podcast started because someone we both networked with that knew us each, but we didn't know each other. She said, hey, y'all should meet. And not only did she do it once, this um, this is yeah. really key. Should we drop her name? I feel like she needs. I know. Yeah, because I think about her every time we're in this studio. So our <laughs> dear friend Lisa Howard, and, and she's a great <laughs> connector herself, just like you talked about, Casey. One of those like, oh, I got somebody. She's really great at that. And I think that is probably the easiest value you can provide is like, oh, let me connect you. Yeah. So that's meaningful. You have to listen. You have to know who you're talking to right. to know the right connection. Right. But she knew us well enough. And not only did she do it once, like a year and a half ago. She did it again. Six months later, when we didn't make a fruitful connection, she's like, y'all need to meet. And I was like, oh, I have this girl on my phone. No, no, I know her. And she's like, well, call her. I'm like, okay. And we got together, and the podcast was birthed, basically. It was birthed yeah. in Carolee's head years ago, but the magic that has yeah, blossomed. I blossomed. I,
1: I had the idea for the podcast for forever. I had the idea of potentially doing it myself, and I was po- kind of... This close to locking it in and saying, I'm going to do this by, by myself. And then that week, I was just farming it out to people to ask their appetite for something like this. And in the conversation with Mel, I was just like, what do you think about being, you know, a, a co-host? Because it was such a good conversation. So, and I mean... Well, I mean, the mean, we, history. We
0: talked about that offline with Casey. I mean, you said the same thing. You never know when someone's going to come back around and one of the, mm-hmm. one of the pieces of advice that's worth repeating is always <laughs> be kind to those you meet. Be nice. Do you want to hear a great story about this? Oh, wait, yes. how someone did networking. Okay,
2: back in the day true. before I switched <laughs> to recruiting, I was an accountant. I'm sorry. I, wow. I know. It's hard to believe. I'm sorry. <laughs> And so I was a oh, con- wow. <laughs> I
0: they was- sound, they're boring, right? Like if like like if they, people see you, when, I mean, they're like, this, "There's no way this girl." I'm was definitely
2: accountant. not wired by every assessment that I've taken since then to be an accountant. <laughs> so I'm definitely in the right role now. Um, but at the time, I was a controller for a small company,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um, there was this guy that he was the only, and I had to do payroll, and I had a tyrant of a boss. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was a family-owned business, two generation. It was just. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, all of my employees were W-2s except for one. And this one was our handyman. And he had to bring his receipts to me, and I had to have his check ready by noon on Friday, every Friday. Inevitably, he would not bring me his receipts. And he always brought his dog in with him. He always had his dog. This is back before people brought their dogs to work, right? Mm -hmm. So my brilliant mind, I got dog treats. Put them on my desk. And then on Fridays, I would bring Grandy's biscuits with honey because I knew he liked them. But he couldn't have a biscuit unless he brought me the receipts. (laughs) Okay, so fast forward. I'm making a huge career change from accounting to – this was a long time ago when I was at that place. But I'm making a huge change from accounting to recruiting. Mm -hmm. Somebody's about to take a big chance on me, okay, Mm -hmm. even though I'm recruiting for accounting and finance. So I I get hired, obviously. And about three months in – my boss looks at me and she goes, you know what? She goes, you remember when you worked at that that one place and there was a guy there with a the dog? I said, yeah. How'd you know that? You know, <laughs> watching me? <laughs> it was so long ago. And she's like, that was my dad. Wow. And she goes, and I called him and asked him what he thought about you. And he told me if I didn't hire you, I'd be stupid. Oh Wow. <laughs> Chills. Yeah, That's the hidden networking that you don't know about. Wow. That's why you be nice.
1: So I, there was a Whenever I was a hiring manager and we had a receptionist, I would often, after the person left, I would brain dump with the receptionist, like, Mm. did they talk to you? Did they say hi? Yes. Like, how was that interaction? What was your energy with that? Because a lot of times people who consider themselves important forget to be nice, recognize, I mean, the person is a human being. You're not going to just like, walk by the person and not say anything. And I, I think you are definitely a representation of how you treat a person that you feel like you don't need. Everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Because when you feel like you don't need someone, the way that you treat them is really how you, how you are in the world. Yes. True. Right? Because there are people who will, they will schmooze, they will do they will whatever if they feel like they need you. But if they don't feel like they need you, you don't exist. Those are the takers, not the go-givers. Mm-hmm. I've I've literally I've felt invisible in rooms because they felt like they didn't need me. Mm-hmm. And these people at the time didn't know that I was a decision maker. Oh no. Mm. It's always fun actually. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I
0: love I love being like incognito sometimes. Yeah. Kind.
1: I had someone like hand folders to me. And like because we were they were cleaning up. Um, it was for a senator in Massachusetts um, and we were having a, a roundtable for all these CEOs. So there was a CEO of um, tech companies and like high polluting people. Right. I worked for the organization that was doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, my assistant was the one at the door, male, white, young. Um, he was collecting the folders and the stuff. She didn't see that. And like automatically I was coming up to her to actually sell her a $10,000 membership.
0: <laughs> wow. She handed
1: me the folder and I'm like, thank you. And just walked off. Oh, never make assumptions, man. And when my boss came back to me and we were doing a recap of who we wanted to go on the trip because <laughs> we were going to Denmark and like all these other things, I was like, I don't want her.
0: <laughs> the, the secret networking like I you said yep the people who are have your back when you're not there and you don't even know your yes. back needs to be had yes versus the the ones who are gonna take you down because they saw something and yeah. i'm not saying like you have to be on your best behavior but be your best self you know bring your student mindset your curiosity i mean that's
2: and your grace yeah
0: so much because we you never know i mean and i'm speaking from experience and so i'm hoping this imparts on someone who maybe hasn't lived through all the things i've lived and they take that really seriously you really there's always a plan and those roots go really deep and you have no idea what thread you are weaving into the tapestry of your life to your point you had no idea that having those grandies rolls (laughs) and dog visits would land you a a very significant pivoting point in your career absolutely Thoughts? I didn't. <laughs> I mean, no, I was shocked. I was like, "What?" And and you're. I think it's a blessing you got to know that. Yeah, because I think most of the time things just happen, and we're like, "Wow, God is so good! Yay!" N- yeah, no. he is. He's working through people all the time. So
1: that this kind of reminds me of our currently our biggest
0: contract that we've ever gotten
1: as an agency.
0: Oh yeah, very uh, yeah. It was a connection of a connection. Of a connection. Mm, this was someone that I've
1: known for twelve years almost. Oh yeah. <laughs> With no, I mean, I I had no idea I was going to open an agency. I had no idea. I was gonna, <laughs> none of that was there, right? He had no idea. He's working in insurance and doing his thing, and what, <laughs> we had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then somehow, years and years and years later, because we've kept in touch, yep. I've I've actually like supported. Him and kind of texting, hey, how are you doing? Like, we've Mm -hmm. kept in touch enough to where he understood, okay, there's pivots happening. She's doing this. And coming over, hey, I can give this. They could have gone, because it's a large contract. They could have gone to a much bigger agency, the flashy whatever, spent the money anywhere. He was like, no, I want you. And then waited, because we took forever to send the, <laughs> the proposal back and yeah. and waited and he's like no i already told the board like it was already you and it's always been it's just it's you guys and i i just think of if at any point in that relationship that i was kind of like eh, i don't need you right we don't have anything any reason to continue to connect because i don't need you what would have happened
0: yeah. That is was,
1: such a
2: great story and that is so true and that's kind of to the point, you know, don't don't
1: look for a network when you need it. As you said. That's yeah. why it was such a big thing in Mel's face yeah. because it's like Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge piece. Yeah. How many people do we know that like
0: Well, okay, yeah. And this, is, <laughs> this is like a big question, I cuz I feel like we could go on and on about this one, so and feel free to dive deep on it if you want to, because the one of the burning questions I know is helpful for the audience, but I personally kind of wanted to hear from you, was what are some of the top mistakes that people make when they're mm. first networking, and, what, and maybe even one you might have made on your own, and how you shifted your mindset and the resources you now use to do better? I, so I think I'll start with some of the most
2: common ones that I see, and I think we talked about this pre-podcast is the you know the spraying of business cards oh yeah. yeah or walking oh oh here's one I hate and, and this is not really networking in person although it does happen but I hate it when somebody sends me an email saying I've researched you and I know I can help you with your copy and print problems and I'm like what how or or now I'm a third-party recruiter I've researched your organization. I see you have multiple openings. We do because that's what we do. And I can help you staff. And I'm like, great. Send me your candidates. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I need to send you a fee agreement. Oh, I don't pay for them, you know. <laughs> but do, if you're going to reach out to someone, especially over LinkedIn, like your friend,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: I would never have answered him had I not met you. Because yeah. the I don't want to say his his emails were tone deaf, but they weren't personalized.
0: Yeah. Mm. Now, there's a
2: lady here in Dallas, and y'all may know her, Juliana Viegas, with B10 Capital.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Shout
2: out, friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was very intentional. She reached out to me over LinkedIn, but she was very specific and very strategic about why she wanted to meet with me. Mm-hmm. And she had just moved to the area. And I guess she had researched because, you know, I was doing a lot of stuff with Success North Dallas. But because she was so personable, mm. I responded. We got into a conversation. She's now one of my Best friends, Aww. and she supports Success North Dallas. I support B Ten Capital. We support. We're doing a women's event coming up here Love pretty that. soon um, to that. empower women. And so those are the kind of connections when you're intentional mm-hmm. and don't just you know. And another thing I hate: I never send my calendar link out without somebody asking for it,
0: mm-hmm. unless
2: it's in my email that goes out in my signature, but that's for work. Um, if, if somebody wants to get together, and I do think calendar links are brilliant, they save so much time, um, I will ask the other person, do you have a calendar link you would be willing to share?
0: Mm.
2: Or, alternatively, you can use mine, and you can find a time that works best for you. But if somebody just sends me a calendar link and says, hey, find time on my calendar because we need to talk, and I don't know you,
1: no. It's like yeah. jumping to marriage on the first date. Yes, kiss me first, take me on a date. No. Yeah, I, I was always taught to give three options. And if one of those options don't work, if you wanted to say, hey, you know, in order for us to speed the, the process up, you can then share a link or like you said, ask the person for their link. But that was what I was taught with for an old supervisor. It was just always like yeah. being proactive. Hey, here are, are some times that work for me. Yeah. Yeah, and but that's after you've established a relationship. A relationship. Oh, you're saying for like this dry, is dry
2: like first okay. like, hey, I see you have needs. Here's my calendar link. Find some time. I can yeah. help you. I
1: wouldn't even put a calendar in your the first outreach. Like you're just wanting the person to know that you're a person and, and to respond to but something. you would be yeah. amazed at the number of emails wow. I get every single day like that.
0: I feel like that's old school mentality honestly, mm-hmm. like cuz I feel like mm-hmm. there's always the um in sales, it's like, oh, just reach as many people as you can. Uh, and, and, you know, whatever you get, you get. And there is a lack of intention. And yep. I feel like the space for that is dying yep. completely. Because now, I, not not only do you not get what you could have gotten, but you've kind of ruined a reputation. If I see someone yeah. who's just handing out business cards or being like, I need a job, I need this, and I want that. and They walk into a room with that mentality or they email me like they messaged me with that mentality. I'm like, how disrespectful.
2: Yeah. I do have another, this is a personal one. I'm going to be very vulnerable with y'all because it Mm -hmm. taught me a very big lesson Mm -hmm. and it possibly cost me a big speaker. We'll see. Um, And I won't say who the speaker was, but it was at one of our Success North Dallas meetings and um, one of our youngest young executive was there and she was like, I really want to meet the speaker. I really, I got to meet the speaker. And I kind of used my leverage at the company Mm -hmm. as being, uh, I think I was chief of staff at the time, to butt in front of everybody else Mm -hmm. to make sure she got to meet her. And I could tell the moment I did it that I lost so much credibility Mm -hmm. with that speaker. for And my intentions were good. Mm -hmm. The way I did it was not. And looking, I will never do that again. Mm -hmm. Lesson learned. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, I just... I just cringed inside when she gave me that look because I just mm-hmm. knew I'd made a mistake. And this was in within the last year, guys. Mm-hmm. So it's not like just because I network all the time, I don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is you got to learn human. from it.
0: Yeah. Well, You're do you human. think there's like a way you could have called it out in the moment? You know, like – it's sometimes when it's public. I know it's not, but it was. You know, do you now looking back? Do you think there's something you could have done to pull her aside and say, "Hey, I made major misstep, and I can appreciate what this might have done, but I want you to know, I know."
2: You know what? I don't think because and you've seen Success in North Dallas. It's mm-hmm. it's a whirlwind, especially for me.
0: <laughs> yes, and it's like a
2: conference. <laughs> it, it is like a conference every month. Um, it's a lot of work. I don't think I fully processed that look until much mm. later. And then I stewed on it. Did, do y'all ever do that? Like stew oh, on
0: something never. that you've done in the past? <laughs> never. I never stew. I yeah, I <laughs> marinate. I like to marinate oh. um, because once it soaks in, usually I can get a clue of what I can do with it. Because I always recognize some of those – the painful moments are really significant yeah. too. Just like the joy moments are significant. Yes. I think, okay – this is going to tell me something, and I might be able to farm lots of nuggets from this moment. Mm-hmm. And I let it tell me what's the next right step right now. It's same thing when memories pop up. Like, regrets pop up. I think, oh, there's probably something I need to be doing. There's a lesson I need to be relearning.
2: You are so aware.
0: <laughs> Experience. That's that's yeah. like
2: high-level inner work right there.
0: Thank it, you. Yeah. Thank you. That's
1: A lot of people don't know how to do that. It is it's one of Grace. the things, yeah, it's one of the things that I think helps our partnership is mm-hmm. that we're able to, in moments where, whether there are disagreements or issues that arise, because we're able to kind of, okay, what is the most important thing here? Yeah. Am I going to sit and stew about someone's tone and blah, 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 <laughs> and blah, or am I going to say, you know what, this person wants the same thing I want. We're here for the same reason.
2: mm
1: how can I now move closer to what, you know, they may want or what to get to the ultimate goal of whatever the, situ- whatever the situation is? I also think for, for past things, because I, I think I have more of an issue with that of. I mean, I told you guys about the Folger thing mm-hmm. and like, I mean, so many of those stories. I've allowed it for so long to kind of taint how mm. I was walking into rooms and operating, and w- whether I was really fully being myself. Mm. And it w- it wasn't old, it was like 2022 is when I just mm. finally decided, you know what? At the end of the day, all of those things have made me who I am. I now understand in leadership the responsibility that, that I have. I know that the people that I've met that have behaved badly or have treated— whatever the case may be that's their stuff. Mm. I've I've now been carrying someone else's stuff. <laughs> you're you're letting them rent space in your head. Uh-huh. And 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 letting that go, I was able to now like you said, put it where it belongs, do do the work that needs to be done for whatever it is that I'm trying to get done now. And basically and I always say this, take the meat and leave the bones. Mm. And there are a lot of dry bones <laughs> hanging out. Um, and I no longer even recognize them in my mm-hmm. life. I can talk about the experiences and it's not tears and whatever that are tied to it. Yeah. they're Because you've taken are. what you need from it. Exactly. They just yeah. are what they are. And in networking, we don't recognize, like everything else in entrepreneurship, there's so much tied to our experiences, our childhood, the way that we were taught to communicate when we need something or want something true (laughs) it is the way that we were taught to treat people again by osmosis and sometimes we don't even recognize that stuff is super deep it is beyond the skills that you will learn you will have to go into what is my intention Mm. in the rooms that I'm entering into that is
2: so true you know and I think too I think recognizing that and I'll just tell you another little story here. So thank God I have my um, tribe around mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. At, at Success North Dallas that are – they. one of the things I learned is that you should always have your ambassadors, especially as a leader, to kind of curtail things that might get started that have no reason to get started. Mm-hmm. Okay? So for example, again, going back to Success North Dallas, it's a whirlwind. I have a lot of stuff I have to get done to pull that meeting off every third Wednesday. And – in the mornings before the meeting starts is the most critical and crucial time for me, getting the speaker in, getting the, making sure all the audio's set up, making sure everybody's in place, my team's out front welcoming people. All these things th- that rest on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have a lot of time to network mm-hmm. in the mornings. And I had one person come up to my chief of staff and say, Casey doesn't like me. <laughs> she was looking at me really mean this morning. And my friend was like, no, no, no. Mm. She's in the zone because she's got all this. Right. You know, but that easily could have gone mm. really bad if she had said that to someone else
0: mm. and yeah.
2: not to one of my ambassadors.
0: And reputation is everything. Mm-hmm. Reputation
2: is everything. But
0: again, kind of going to the other point,
2: when you enter a room, you don't know what that other person's going through. Yeah, mm. Don't assume you do. Oh, my goodness. And don't <laughs> take it personally. Don't. Don't our, our mind moves so quickly, mm-hmm, and yeah. it wants it cannot stand gaps, mm-hmm. right? And so it'll fill in the gaps, mm-hmm. and you make up stories. And most of the time, these stories aren't true. Most of the time, yeah. these stories are negative. Yes, and they're negative. Yeah. <laughs> I, That's the part. I literally made up a story in my head one time because I got in a fight with a coworker, and the next second he walks into the manager's office, and I was just like, and I was new, and I was like, this is it, I'm getting fired. I wrote this whole script and lived it for an hour yep. till that door opened. Oh my gosh. Yep. And when the door opened, they came out laughing. I'm like, great, I'm going to get fired. And they're laughing about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and my boss came over there, and he patted me on the shoulder, and he told me a joke. <laughs> I had packed
1: my box in my head. I can't tell you how many times that happens. The
0: spiral.
2: But oh, that's what I'm saying. it's just I'm a
1: master spiral. but
2: you don't know what other people are going through so don't assume that that looks meant for you that that yeah. you know tone is meant for you. It yeah. could be they had a fight with their spouse that morning.
1: yeah it goes back to your, your idea of grace. Yes, thank you And being in the room and being able to spot that someone who clearly is going through some things and I, I think what I've also allowed is because I am a genuinely empathetic person. I'm not, like, overly, oh, my God, no, that's not my personality. But empathy, again, something osmosis with my dad. So in walking into a room and seeing people, people are seeing either you're sad or you're happy. I'm reading, what are you really giving me here? This person feels really sad to me. You're reading the energy. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm talking to them... Our conversations—it's crazy what happens with networking with me. It very rarely stays with like, "How's your cat? What's going on with your dog?" Like, what? We'll go into like family trauma. We'll go into and it and it. Not everyone is meant to network that way. I've just learned in order for me to enjoy what I'm doing, going out and meeting people, I have to go deeper. Being authentic. And being authentic to me. Yes. Because not everyone is that way. Not everyone enjoys that. I do. And in those connections, I've found. When I know the person, every single time I have a face-to-face with someone, for like the next month, every time they see me, yeah. they're because ex- it's like a part of their the soul connection. was released in whatever the face-to-face was because we talked about mm. so much stuff the next time. And for me, that just means, hey, someone knows that I see them yeah, and they see me. Mm-hmm. And so now that's di- that's deeper than, hey, what's the next job that you can send my way? Hey, what's the and those connections again? The ten-year mm. buildup to getting the biggest contract, the dog biscuits <laughs> that let you know what I mean.
0: That led to a career
1: change. You, you just never know. The phone call that led to a partnership. You you never know how. And the conversations we had when we first talked yeah. wasn't surface level, no. at all. And then the year later, again. Yeah. that conversation we went straight into the deep
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's the way that again i form connections not everyone forms connections that way and i always thought i was weird and what i realized that's my superpower mm. people even almost immediately their whole thing just gets relaxed and they're like okay so here's the real thing <laughs> oh, here's what's really going on and i own i hold space for that and networking you don't have to try to mimic someone else that you feel, okay, they, they're, they've they they gotten this right, so I need to be like that. I need to be the, you yeah. know, the center of attention, the party, whatever, like the person. Hey, the party started because this person is now it, and that's what makes you a good networker.
0: No. I imagine people do that to you a lot, Casey, because you've got such a shiny position, especially you're so visible with Success North Dallas. Yeah. And I think we might have talked about this on or off, Mike, you know, where people – your reputation has preceded you yeah. before, and I know we're running out of time. But I, I, I like one last. Um, we've talked about a lot, a lot of <laughs> nuggets, you know, like about reputation, about the providing value, grace, and being super authentic. But I'm, you know, those were my nuggets. I'm curious mm-hmm. for those who are getting into networking, or maybe they've been doing it, because I feel like I floundered in it until I figured it out, and it took me a few years. And if you could help fast track somebody who needs to build a network and maybe wants to build it right, what are your top tips to do that?
2: The first thing I would say is go to several different networking groups Mm -hmm. until you find the one that fits you. Not all networking groups are created the same. Not all of them are the right fit for everybody. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are people that come to Success North Dallas and go, nope, this is not for me because it is a bigger networking organization, right? Um, The second thing to fast track is ask people once you establish those connections – to introduce you to people. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Who do you think might have similar interests to me? Don't say, who do you think can help me find a job? Who Mm -hmm. do you think can, you know, invest in my project? No. Mm -hmm. Who Or just simply, who else do you think I need to know?
0: I like that question. Yeah. Because each conversation is usually so unique. You have different parts of yourself that come out. Mm -hmm. Yep. One other thing I will say uh, along those lines Mm -hmm. is once I make a
2: connection with somebody, I, I, I share with him, you don't have to get my permission to introduce me to somebody.
0: Aww. If, I,
2: if I trust them, if we've got a good connection, like what you're, that soul connection, mm-hmm. and I know they're going to send the right people to me. Mm-hmm. But even if it's the wrong person, you never know that my, I might know the next person for that person. Mm-hmm. True. And I also, anytime, much to my detriment sometimes, <laughs> anytime somebody asks for a meeting, now the first meeting, I I do my very best to accommodate them. So I try never to say no because I know those people are either starting out or they have something, some way I can help them. And it may just be introducing them
0: to the next person. Mm. Mm. I love that. All right. We always run out of time, I feel like. I could go on and on. But Casey, I just have to give you a a big thank you because this one was a hard topic and I feel like it's hard to get. Like concrete information, but um, it you know I really appreciate your insight because I do think people there's platitudes out there you know your network is your net worth, um, but there is a lot of fringe benefits that continue to blossom from network. So I so appreciate that you're giving advice to people. I can only imagine who's going to hear this yeah. and what what fringe benefit you've just put out <laughs> into the universe. <laughs> Please tell our audience how they can find more of you with boundaries, people. <laughs>
2: Don't just send me your calendar link. I will not respond. Um, uh, first of Good all, reminder. you can follow me on LinkedIn. That is where I live and where I'm most active. And it's just Casey C. Haston on LinkedIn. And I'm sure if you just put in Casey Haston, you can find it. You can also go to CaseyHaston.com. There's links there. And then SuccessNorthDallas.com is our premier networking organization we've got something for everybody we've got you know the old guard we've got our young executives who are just blazing it and we've got our junior young executives and we just launched our women in success initiative so we're really excited about that me too
0: (laughs) awesome and you can find our agency online cmcmarketing.co we're also on facebook and instagram at that handle and linkedin because they're weird It's CMC Marketing Co. And you
1: can find me, Carolee Moore, at Carolee Moore, because I'm boring. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) On all the grown folk social media platforms that includes Facebook, LinkedIn, and, for the most part, Instagram.
0: (laughs) Uh, Same for me, the grown ones. I'm Melanie Rice on LinkedIn and Facebook. And the real Melanie Rice on Instagram You're welcome.
1: Because there's a a fake one out there.
0: You're welcome.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, And lastly, we want to invite you to continue this conversation with us over on Facebook. We have a growing and thriving Facebook group of amazing entrepreneurs that are trying to be more mindful. We'd love for you to come in there and add your two cents. You can find it at Facebook.com slash Be More Mindful Podcast Grow Getters. And as we always sign off and say, happy growing.